Hello guys, it's the Not The Top 20 betting show sponsored by Black Types week 21 now. We're really getting towards the half point of the season. Uh, Black Type, our sponsors, are still offering those of you who haven't signed up a free £10 football selection. All you've got to do is use the offer code NTT20 when you register for a new Black Type account. Make a football selection of some kind and the free bet will appear in your bet slip if you've already got involved with that as you will know already scoreboard's the way to go and we had a winner last week the very mysterious bp underscore one four seven eight nine is he a bot uh, he's not a bot no <laughs> he's a very very you know well-made bot if he is and a very shrewd one as well because um there was only one nil nil across the whole three divisions it was yeovil cambridge and the mysterious BP underscore 14789 knew that was coming. He picked the overs as well. So tweet us with your picks for this week at Black Type Bet. And of course, to us at NTT20Pod. You need to find a nil-nil and a game with over 4.5 goals. So five goals or more in the EFL. George, run us through last week um, very, very slowly creeping up on you <laughs> Some, somewhat yeah well I mean you had your week seems like it was better than your than your return that's um, what it felt like you had three winners um including the nap but uh but you you know you're in profit 0.68 in profit I had quite a weird week where I had two bets that were, that were void one because it was draw no bet and one because of weather for the second week in a row <laughs> um and uh, BTTS no Oxford copped um and I was a little bit uh, gutted that the old um Wickham managed to squander a lead in my mm. bet of the season in Rotherham um, which I would have again tomorrow uh, readily um, didn't quite land uh, they scored a late equaliser but couldn't get that winner to, to get it over the line so I was minus 3.09 uh, which puts me back in the red which is devastating uh, on minus 2.94 and you are minus 2 point sorry minus 10.46 I can't remember the last time either of us won a long shot it's like, you know, we both of us start minus one before we've even made our picks practically, yeah. which is a, a big blow. So something we very much need to work on as we head through our picks today and try and get towards, um, towards level, towards profit. Uh, if you're listening to this before 7pm on Thursday, uh, A, well done, quick off the mark, and B, make sure you tune into EFL Matters, 7pm on Thursday on Sky Sports Football. George and I talking about matters from across all three of the EFL divi- uh, divisions. And if you miss the 7pm show, then I-, I believe it's being repeated throughout Friday as well. So get it on uh, at home, in the office, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, hope you enjoy that. Our match in focus this week is Grimsby against Notts County. Grimsby at home, uh, six to five. They are the draw 23 to 10. Notts County uh, are at 12 to five. So George has been looking at Grimsby, or Fish, as he likes to call them. Um, and, and actually, some quite, well, just through looking at the results and the amount of goals they're scoring in the last month or so, some relatively positive signs for them. Yeah, definitely. And um, what I would say has been very handy for me as if looking into Grimsby was that our, you know, our good friend Gab Sutton has just written a really good piece on We Love Betting all about Grimsby, which meant that my research time was, um, was much shorter um, so thank you, Gab. And, uh, I, I know you'll be listening, and, um, and I'm not going to pretend that I haven't read your piece and just rattle off all, all your findings. <laughs> but um, I mean, firstly, before we get into nitty gritty, it's worth pointing out that this this Grimsby team um, had a terrible start to the season. Um, Michael Jolly uh, looking very much under pressure. They were struggling to pick up points whatsoever. And if you looked at the data behind the numbers, um, they, they, they weren't really registering anything going forward at all. So it, it was a tough start. Um, they were a team that I, I looked to kind of get against at any opportunity. Um, but there's been a massive turnaround in form 
recently. Um, if we get rid of the checker trade um, meaningless game, they've won six of the last seven games at home, which is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, fantastic. Um, un- unbelievable record. They've scored 14 goals in those seven games, uh, just failing to score once. Um, this is a team completely different to the team that we saw earlier on the season. And, um, and as such, uh, similar to a couple of other teams at this stage of the season as well, um, looking at the league table doesn't really do them justice. They're, they're not as bad as their league table suggests. Reasons for this, um, you know, as Gab points out in his piece, uh, they, they had some injury problems at the beginning of the season, um, especially in the fullback area as well. I, th- I think the key has been, though, on the other hand, has, has been the three players playing further forward and uh, Elliot Embleton in behind. Elliot Embleton is a, is a lone Ian from Sunderland um, who is doing great things, kind of wide in the three. England under-20 player as well. Indeed, and they did very well to get him. Yeah. Um, and given you know Jack Ross's will- willingness to use youth players, it's a bit of a surprise, I think, that he wasn't in Sunderland's squad this season and, and a few murmurs around that he may be back there in January. They're already doing that thing, Grimsby fans online, where they go... Uh, after every game they keep tweeting how terrible Embleton is yeah, and you yeah. go like oh, really that's just <laughs> quite surprising and then you realise they're doing it they always say at Sunderland you know you, yeah. you know, you should probably let him stay here because he's, he's rubbish you wouldn't want him yeah no no exactly and and the, of the three strikers or the three forward players uh, Wes Thomas it's a striker who's a player that you know I know well from his time at Oxford I'm not a massive fan of his but it's no surprise to see him scoring goals because that's one thing he will do um, despite the deficiencies elsewhere in his game, uh, and as Gab very you know correctly points out, Ben Pringle is a player who who really, if you'd told us three or four years ago he'd be playing in League Two, it would have been a massive shock. Um, and he's starting to kind of get up to speed and come to terms with, with the league, and he's being very effective. Um, the results aren't a case of just a regression towards the mean. The, the, the numbers behind the results have improved massively as well, especially at home. Um, you have to go back to the 23rd of October against Colchester when Grimsby last lost the XG battle, let alone a game. So it's fair to say that they're projecting very well going forwards. Um, they're not necessarily particularly tight at the back, um, but but when you're scoring goals at the rate they are at the moment, it doesn't really matter. So it's all positive for me uh, on on the on on fish. Yeah, it's not necessarily positive or negative on Notts County because since Neil Ardley took over, I don't think he's really had quite enough time to to spot um, to, well, to sort of sit on the fence either way. But uh, of course, the, they got the win last week in the rain against Tranmere. Uh, 3-2 at home that one prior to that he'd lost against Sunderland in the checker trade and away to Mansfield in the league so no shame in that Uh, so very hard to judge so far they're still in the relegation zone of course Notts County one point behind Cambridge Um, and oddly it seems has moved to a a 4-3-3 system uh, which worked very much against Tranmere on the weekend Um, and if you did very well from a piece written by Gab Sutton well I got a lot out of uh, the piece by TMTM blog, uh, who wrote about that game on the weekend. So thanks to all of you guys who are writing about your teams. We do read it, um, and it, it, it's, a, it's a great part of our research for this. Um, it was actually Hemmings that played out wide left in that game. Surprising, really. I really have him down as a number nine type, but by all accounts had a great game, um, You know, dribbled the ball well, moved the ball well, and supported Stead when he could. Stead was exceptional, of course, and such an important part of this team, having been out in the cold under Kuehl. Uh, maybe the move for a, for a, to a four three three. They've got an anchor man in, so it was Keston Davis last week, the Swansea Loney, just sitting in front of the back four, trying to give them some protection. I think this is twofold. That this this plan try and get David Vaughan a bit more freedom in midfield, a bit more time on the ball, uh, see if what he can create with that left foot, uh, but also. Unfortunately, you cannot talk about Notts County without talking about the defence. And even in that win against Tranmere, the ease with which Tranmere scored their two goals was worrying. The defensive 
errors which have littered every single game this season that I've seen from Notts were still very much out in force. I just think that the personnel defensively is not good enough. Um, no manager has been able to put them into a, a unit um, yet. So it's going to be an unbelievably hard job for Ardley until hopefully he can get some more in in the window. So that's clearly the the, um, the priority for the transfer window. Defensive solidity. Uh, they've never had it. They still don't have it. It sounds like they were happy to sit back against Tranmere and counter-attack. Um, and they were able to create a few good chances against that. But Tranmere away from home are very meek uh, compared to what they're like at home. And from what you've said about Grimsby and what I saw as well, I do fancy Grimsby against this Notts County team to certainly rack up the goals. So uh, I, I'm, I'm wary that Notts County showed a, a decent attacking threat and have some good personnel going forward. So I'm just going to take Grimsby goals here. I've gone over 1.5 for the Grimsby goals at 23 to 20. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said, but uh, I, you know, I think that Grimsby will win the game, um, but at the same time, because of um, Notts County's deficiencies at the back, but they still managed to, to, to score a few goals with the attacking players, um, I'm happy to put BTTS in there as well. Nice. So, um, yeah, for me, it's Grimsby and both teams to score at 100 to 30. Nice, like that. I did look at that one as well. Um, but I just, yeah, I'm just, I was looking at Grimsby and hearing what you've said about Grimsby, and I'm just quite enjoying quite enjoying it all the things I'm seeing about them where's your nap in the EFL this weekend so my nap is normally in, in the championship yeah, well yeah but I think we should change it up because <laughs> of uh, yeah my nap is in the championship um, it's I mean it's, it's an interesting one where it's a team who who have been very good this season um, in, in Sheffield United who are maybe undergoing a little bit of a wobble against a team who have been atrocious this season in Ipswich who got their first uh, win in, in a long time uh, last time out and I, and I just think that therefore this game is in a bit of a sweet spot where um, there may be some concerns that are unfounded about Sheffield United and there may be some positivity about Ipswich which aren't really fair um, Ipswich did beat Wigan um, 1-0 in what was an incredibly fortuitous win uh, Wigan who are very poor away from home still dominated the game dominated the chances and uh, can feel very hard done by 2 of 1 um, the, the goal itself as well from Freddie Sears was, was very very fortuitous so I am um, I'm happy to to basically draw a line through that win. Sheffield United, on the other hand, started very well against uh, against West Brom before going down. Uh, they have, on the other hand, won their last two away games at Reading and Brentford, um, and they scored twice at Rotherham as well, which shows you know they've they've scored seven goals in their last three three home away games. Um, that you're getting five to six for Black Type, which is the best price out there on Oddschecker, um, seems like an absolutely massive price to me. Um, because I think that the, you know that that equates to just over fifty percent chance of Sheffield United winning. Um, I think that this is, you know, Chris Wilder, Sheffield United players and fans will be will be pretty uh, gutted if they uh, if they don't win. And I think that Ipswich will have to put in a much improved performance in order to stop to stop them. I'm going to go with sort of similar theme to last week. In a sense, it's in League One, and it's a four to six shot. So again, not the most exciting, but um, you know, I'm I'm learning. As we go, um, not that not that it's particularly complicated. That um, as if you, as you can get three out of three, which I've done plenty of times, and make sure that your nap's one of them, then you're going to be up. And if it isn't, then you're more, most likely going to be down. So Donny sorted me out last weekend, and Luton are going to do the same for me this weekend. They host Burton. Uh, Black type are one point six six. So yeah, four to six um, best price here, and. I, 
there's not much I'm going to say that is going to blow anyone's mind. Luton are the best home side in the country. I think that's fairly clear. Um, they have been now probably for the whole of the calendar year. Uh, they are just absolutely exceptional at home. Um, there's not too much to suggest in either the results or the performances that you can see or in the performance data uh, to worry you at this stage about Luton, especially at home and especially against teams outside of the top six. So Burton, on the other hand, I guess this is why um, I was... It, this has sort of confirmed it for me because Burton, um, they clearly had an amazing effort to win in midweek against Middlesbrough to, re- to reach the Carabao Cup semi-finals. It's an unbelievable achievement for a club that, um, despite the relegation from the Championship, is one of the best-run clubs, should be held up as an example to any other clubs that size and has just done fantastically well. Um, in League One, they've struggled for consistency this season. Uh, away from home, it's only two wins, two draws and six defeats. So they're not particularly good away from home. Um, they lost at Fleetwood last week. It was an even game, but um, that's the sort of game that if you want to be looking at the playoffs and even pushing top half, you need to be doing a bit better in. So they're down in, in 15th, Burton. And I think I would back Luton at home against almost any team, but this Burton side, A, inconsistent slash quite poor away from home, and B, they've gone to Borough on Tuesday night. They would have got back late on Tuesday night on an absolute high They'd have probably have Wednesday off for recovery, you'd have thought. So they've basically got Thursday and Friday to prepare for this game uh, against the best home team in the country with tired legs, elated minds. Um, I just don't have much hope for them here. So uh, Luton at home, four to six is my nap, is my banker. So I looked at that and I, their, their record this season, I mean, records are there to be broken, but they seem to, that their form this season seems to go in, in a cycle where they, they get a, a cup win have a nice little run afterwards and slowly regress until they get their cup win again. Oh, nice, so, okay. But, but hopefully for you, that's just, that's just a bit of a random one and they're going to, yeah. this, this time, collapse ahead of their big semi-final. Hopefully. So what's that? that? There must have been three... Four, I think, yeah. Four rounds before that. Okay, yeah. nice. Well, fair enough. Well, <laughs> we'll that's see. in-depth research, George, that, you know, I'm surprised to hear. Um, Don't be. <laughs> what about League One? Where are you going this weekend? Yeah, League One, two of the worst teams in the league um, this season. Uh, Bradford at home to, to Scunthorpe. Uh, Scunthorpe have failed to score in the last four games. They've conceded eight. They're, they're absolutely perilous at the moment. Uh, Bradford, they, they, they are what Bradford were about six weeks ago. Um, Bradford, on the other hand, are absolutely balmy at the moment. Um, they're, they're unbeaten in four in the league. Three of those are draws, but they've scored uh, uh, so many goals. In the last two games, they've scored four and four. And they got three away at Plymouth and they scored two in a, in a, in a draw away at Peterborough as well. So David Hopkins has certainly done something to this team. Mm. Um, he's got them picking up points. He's got them scoring goals. Have to be concerned about their, their defensive um, capabilities despite that clean sheet at home to Walsall. But we're seeing key players really come to the fore here. Jack Payne being one who I know that Brad, Bradford fans are now starting to see the best of and starting to see as their talisman, uh, especially in, in an attacking sense. And with, given they kept a clean sheet against Walsall and given Scunthorpe's just inability to create chances or score goals, um, it shouldn't be too much of a problem here. And, and so at odds, odds, um, odds against at five to four, um, I'm happy to take this on. I'd have thought this would be an odds on shot. Nice. Um, I'm back up in the championship here. I'm going against Sheffield Wednesday. I feel like Sheffield Wednesday and Scunthorpe are um, parallels to some extent, not, not necessarily off the field. But in terms of how they've uh, plummeted, I suppose Sheffield Wednesday were higher than Scunthorpe ever were. But when I think about teams that just absolutely cannot stop the opposition from basically 
having and taking chances at will in both divisions. At the moment, I'm thinking about Sheffield Wednesday and I'm thinking about Scunthorpe. So I'm going against Sheffield Wednesday, which means picking Preston, who are at Hillsborough this weekend. It's going to be a very, very interesting and potentially quite strange and potentially quite toxic atmosphere. Jos Lahukai, unless I've missed something, George, is still the Sheffield Wednesday manager. Now, last night, the chairman, Dejon Chanziri, met with fans at the fan forum and I really need to talk to someone who was at that event because from the reporting, from the live tweets that were going on at the time, I mean, it looked like absolute chaos. I've just watched in the Sunderland Till I Die Netflix documentary a similar supporters meeting group which was filled with tension, um, but this one seemed to be even worse than that one. Now, Chanziri said a lot of things and he seems... Um, to be really struggling, which is understandable. The team are doing very, very poorly and the fans are asking a lot of questions. He said that he would put the club up for sale um, and that he hoped someone would come and buy it off him, essentially, but that he would keep trying his best. And he just seems very sad about how everything's happened and he doesn't really seem to have any answers. But he seemed very, very clear that changing the manager was not going to improve their fortunes. So for the meantime, at least, uh, Jos Lahukai will remain in charge of Sheffield Wednesday. It's very hard for me to believe that that will um, help results to turn around, will help the defence to get better, will help uh, the attack to get better, quite frankly, which is much needed as well. Uh, The Sheffield Wednesday side are um, in absolute freefall for me. And they're up against a Preston team who, as we know, are going in the opposite direction after these teams had very different start to the season. Now, Preston in their last eight games have lost one, drawn three, won four. Um, they've won away already this uh, in that run against Nottingham Forest, 1-0, against Bristol City, uh, 1-0. They've beaten Blackboard, Blackburn and Millwall at home as well. And we've seen them start to rack up the goals a bit more. So um, they've scored four three times already this season. Uh, they scored three last week against Millwall. Uh, they haven't necessarily sorted out their defensive issues, but I just feel like even if you took away any potential like toxicity at Hillsborough if these teams played at a neutral venue uh, I would massively fancy Preston to beat Sheffield Wednesday so the fact that they're at Hillsborough and I still think that there could be some absolute carnage um, directed at Lahukai and Chanziri actually I think he's not gonna, even going to be there um, I just I see Preston just really enjoying themselves here and t- making the most of it they haven't missed Callum Robinson as much as we thought other players have stepped up and uh, we like them very much so Preston are my pick in the championship at 13-10 to 10, which takes takes us to League Two, George. Yeah, in League Two, um, it's it's an Oldham team who uh, are really. I think to... you can say it's an Oldham but a Gooden. It's not. Well, no, not it's not really. I mean, it's, it's, it's a team that we've kind of looked to take on quite a lot this season in Oldham. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm backing them to win here um, at home to Exeter. Exeter obviously coming back from from what was a, a difficult run and, and and getting their first win in a while um, just just the other day. But, uh, I mean, Oldham are an interesting one where we, we both were concerned about them after the relegation. Um, their home form when they came down didn't improve at all. It was really, really bad. But they're unbeaten their last four at home. They've covered the minus one handicap against Cheltenham, Cambridge and Bury. Um, they've drawn uh, a home to, to arguably the best team in the league in Lincoln. Um, on the other hand, uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sold on Exeter at all. Um, they, beat, uh, they put away a, a poor crew team. Um, last weekend, but but generally they've been pretty abject recently. Um, we pointed out that their early season form didn't look particularly sustainable in the numbers. Um, 
So, I mean, it was it was even money this morning. Um, it's, it's all blue on odds checker now. Black type of 10 to 11. So just, just a shade of odds on about Oldham to get the win over Exeter. Yeah, I'm going for the league second place team, Milton Keynes Dons, to beat Colchester, who are third. And the price is five to six. Now, in terms of how close those two are in the league position, uh, it, it doesn't scream brilliant price. Uh, there's actually five points between the two. Milton Keynes, five points ahead, and they've played a game fewer. Um, and we've mentioned it before. You can pretty much draw a line under Lincoln and MK Dons when it comes to the class teams in this, in this division. Uh, Colchester at the top of the rest at the moment, but we don't believe they are uh, the best of the rest. We don't, I don't think, believe that they will be third come the end of the season. And um, in terms of MK Dons, last six league games, they've won all of them. Um, and how many of them have they won to nil? All but one. So five out of six wins to nil at home. The other one was a 2-1 win. So they're in very, very good form. They had one um, loss in a crazy game at Stevenage. They drew away to Mansfield, which is a good result for any team. Apart from that, it's just pure wins since the start of October. So they're a team in exceptional form. Last week, their game was abandoned against Newport. So although they did have to go all the way to South Wales, they didn't actually have to play. So in theory, um, more time to rest, more time to prepare for this game. Uh, this is a, a very strong team at home, very strong team in general. Colchester last weekend travelled to Carlisle and got absolutely battered 4-0. Uh, their away form is, it's not horrendous, but it's not particularly good. Tenth in the league, um, their last five away games, they've lost 4-0 to Carlisle. Before that, they beat Forest Green away, which is a very good result. They lost 2-0 to Newport, 1-0 to Grimsby, and beat Morecambe 1-0. So that's only two goals scored uh, in the last five games away. They managed to, to parlay those into two wins, which is very impressive. But I'm looking at their struggles to score. I'm looking at the fact that Carlisle last week were able to shake them down for, for the, to the tune of four goals. Uh, and I just feel very comfortable, basically, that MK Dons will do the business here. Um, and uh, at five to six, that is my pick for League Two. So that leaves us with long shots and BTTS picks. George, if you could run me through your long shot first. Uh, that would be excellent. Yeah, my long shot is um, in Derby against Bristol City. Uh, Bristol City going through what we like to call um, one of the streaky patches that Lee Johnson teams go through, especially this um, this uh, Bristol City team. Um, they really are playing better now as well and, and picking up the points to boot. Derby, I'm, I'm still not necessarily um, sure about. I, I think that the draw at home to Nottingham Forest, a team who, who I'm not entirely convinced are particularly um, much to shout about, wasn't great. They didn't really necessarily deserve to win that game either, it's fair to say. Um, a game of few chances uh, for both teams. And it, you just get the feeling here that, that Bristol City uh, are going on a bit of a run. You look at the game against Norwich, um, which they were unlucky not to win, scoring two goals. Their, their last two away games, they've won both of them against Bristol City and Ipswich. So... It's not beyond the realms of possibility that they're a touch overpriced around about the 13 to 5 mark. Um, but the angle I'm going to go for here is with goals, um, which might be a bit of a surprise because Derby games don't necessarily see the, the, a, a huge amount of goals. I think Frank Lampard's um, maintained the good level of defensive capabilities they had from last season. But it's more about Bristol City. Um, I think the Derby will cause them problems. I, I think we're seeing that the Lee Johnson, going, after having gone through a barren spell of scoring goals, um, has, has opened up a bit at the back to try and find something going forward. So... Um, it, it's 
Uh, Bristol City to win and over three and a half goals at 11 to one. Um, the thinking being that I think Bristol City are a touch overpriced um, and the, the means by which they're going to win, um, I, I don't think will be a, a strong defensive performance by, by trying to get out Derby, which could open the game up. My long shots in League Two is Northampton minus one on the handicap at four to one. Uh, they're away at Yeovil. Uh, I don't. I, I should probably change the record at some point. There'll be people rolling their eyes. Obviously, I'm. I'm I have been very happy, and I'm still happy to get against Yeovil in recent weeks. Um, in terms of Northampton, they're fifth in the league since Keith Kerr took over on the first of October. The fifth best record with five wins, five draws, and two defeats. So really, really good form under Curl. He's got what we always said was a good squad playing well. They look both confident and strong, um, fairly solid, and also um, you know ready and willing to score goals. So a really, really positive few months under Keith Curl from Northampton, and that's, that's brilliant. That's exactly what they needed. Um, this Yeovil side, on the other hand, don't look anything like a confident and strong team. Um, we've spoken already about dwindling attendances, unhappiness with the manager, very, very poor form. Uh, we didn't talk about their game last week against Cambridge. It was the only nil-nil across the whole division, um, uh, across the whole EFL even. It's obviously good to get a point away from home whenever you can, but um, when you look at their last eight games, they, got a, they snatched a win at Yeovil. Apart from that, they've lost four and drawn three, um, and we know that at home things aren't going well. They've lost their last two uh, to Forest Green late on uh, and they got beat 3-0 at home to Port Vale so I feel like if Northampton can go ahead in this one and I feel like they should and will be favourites to do so um, then again it's, it's, I feel like I'm preying on toxic atmospheres which I'm, I'm not necessarily <laughs> proud of I'm not necessarily pleased about but uh, I do think Northampton can probably help themselves we saw them win 5-0 away at Macclesfield uh, a few weeks ago so we know that they can go big uh, if they are given the chance to do so. So Northampton minus one is my pick. And BTTS to finish us off? Yeah, BTTS going for a bit of a derby game, Swindon against Cheltenham. Um, Cheltenham, obviously resurgent. Uh, we're seeing a fair few goals in their games as well. They, I think they've kept one clean sheet in their last six or seven. That was away at Notts County, who at the time were an absolute free fall. Um, Swindon were terrible at home before Richie Wellens arrived. Um, the three games before he arrived at the county ground were nil, nil, nil two, and nil four, failing to register. Since then, they've got two wins on the board: a three-two win against Stevenage and a two-one win against Notts, Notts County, uh, Newport County. So no clean sheets there either. Um, Wellens, I think we saw in his time at Oldham last season, looks to play an expansive brand of football, which probably caters more towards scoring goals than keeping them out. Um, whereas Cheltenham are currently, you know, purring. It's fair to say, mm. and uh, went very close to winning away at Port Vale. Uh, last weekend before a, a very very late goal scuppered that but they did score two goals away from home so given also that you know the the added um spice and that it's a, it's a kind of a local fixture for the two teams it's probably fair to say it's going to be quite lively so at four to five with black type my btts is swindon versus Cheltenham. spot on couldn't have said it better myself i'm going to look also in league two for this stevenage v mansfield i'm going to go btts yes uh, which is um, longer price than BTTS no here that's because generally these two teams haven't seen a huge amount of BTTS action this season um, but I, I basically would always back Mansfield to score in any game um, they're not they're not prolific necessarily but we know they've got the players to unlock any tight game um, we know they've got players who can thrive in space in Tyler Walker and CJ Hamilton um, and some others as well and it's more added to the fact that Stevenage at home this season um, have seen, especially against the better teams, they've, they've found a, a, a real way of scoring. 
Um, aside from a nil one loss to Lincoln the other week, they beat MK Dons 3 2, Colchester 3 1. They drew two all with Tranmere and they beat Oldham 3 2. So at home against the bigger team, Stevenage have really stepped up. We've spoken to Dino Marmaria, the manager, about that, about the character they have, about the lack of fear that they have. Um, but we've also seen the opposition um, very much able to hurt them as well. So um, I like that. Uh, price five to six for Mansfield Stevenage BTTS, yes. And that concludes this week's picks. So make sure you get involved with Scoreboard this week. Tweet us your picks for a nil-nil and an over 4.5 at NTT20pod at Black Type Bet. Just to review our picks for the weekend, George is going for Sheffield United in the Championship. That's his nap. I'm going for Preston in the Championship. In League One is where my nap resides. Luton at home at Kenilworth Road, 4-6 to six, uh, to win that one. That's my nap. George is picking Bradford in his pick for League One. In League Two, MK Dons at home at five to six uh, for me, and George is picking Oldham. His long shot is Bristol City to win and over 3.5 goals in that game. And mine is Northampton minus one away at Yeovil. My BTTS pick comes in Stevenage Mansfield. I'm going with BTTS, yes. And George is picking the same outcome in Swindon against Cheltenham. Our matching focus was Grimsby against Notts County. George going Grimsby win and both teams to score at 100 to 30. And I picked Grimsby and over 1.5 goals at 23 to 20. Thank you all to listening. Thank you as ever to Black Type, our sponsors, for offering you a free £10 football selection for those of you signing up to an account using the offer code NTT20. Enjoy your weekend. Best of luck with your picks and we'll speak again next time. (laughs) 